Welcome, everybody, to This Podcast Has Autism. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, it's Marcy, one of the hosts of the show. I'm here with my husband, Bran, and today we're going to talk about uncontrollable emotions and outbursts. The concept of an autistic child having a serious outburst or tantrum may be perceived as a common symptom, but this is actually one of the rare manifestations. Autistic children may display very irregular reactions, even to normal situations, such as being outside. They might even throw a tantrum and be physically aggressive towards their siblings, parents, peers, or themselves. This includes banging their heads against a wall or biting without thinking. You might notice such symptoms when an autistic child is exposed to situations that may be even slightly stressful. This could include meeting new people, being away from their parents for the first time, or hearing other children make noise. Any emotional outburst in such settings should be carefully noted and monitored to rule out autism. If the issue comes to consulting a doctor, they would be helped along by any specific instances. And I know that this also, um, you know, you can be dealing with adults too when when it comes to meltdowns. Um, I know my my husband, Bran, sometimes has meltdowns, um, that that it's just not not just children. And uh, on that note, now for our interview. We are here today with Street Factory in Plymouth, UK, and we're here with Toby G and Ollie. Toby, would you like to introduce yourself? Yo, what's up? My name is Toby G. Um, I'm a hip-hop artist um, based in Plymouth, UK. And then Ollie, can you introduce yourself? My name is Ollie, and uh, I'm a dancer as well, and yeah. Cool. And Toby G, how long have you been doing hip-hop dancing? Um, I think hip-hop dancing I've been doing um, since I was a little kid. Um, it's something that in my family we did. We, we all loved hip-hop. Um, and it was something that coaching we really accepted and really enjoyed. Cool. And what made you decide to teach hip-hop? Um, I don't think it was a decision. I think it's a thing that just happened. It's something I was just doing naturally. Um, I was sharing my knowledge with other people because um, that's one of the principles, just to share your knowledge with others. Um, and I was just doing it in my local park, my local streets, jamming, just having a good time. Um, and then that ended up my job. That's awesome. And do you teach only special needs people? No. Um, one of the things I believe in Street Factory, we believe that we um, are all one. Um, so I teach everybody and anybody, starting from naught right up to 92 was my oldest student that I ever had. Um, so I believe in being as one with everybody else I work with. Wow, that's amazing. 92, that's pretty that's pretty old. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Um, what made you go into dance? Um, I think dancing was something I naturally did. Um, and then I think it was a belonging that I really enjoyed. Um, especially like here at Street Factory uh, where we're building the first hip-hop theater in the world and it's about giving people space and belonging and that's something I think I had from dancing that's something I enjoyed from it okay so it's like one of your passions that's it yes yeah and what do people gain from hip-hop dancing Um, I think it's not just the dance I think it's more life skills I think it's more of a social thing where 
people can get involved, people can be part of something, people learn life skills as knowing how to communicate, knowing how to build relationships and friends and, and how to work work in the world, um, in the world that we live in today. Um, I think so that's what people get from hip hop generally and it's about the whole social thing coming together and, and being part of something. That's awesome. And where do you get your style from? Uh, my style comes from the streets, comes from the clubs, comes from uh, parties, events. Um, yeah, it's all, all the things that we do um, all over the place, really. That's cool. Uh, what kind of struggles do you run into teaching people with special needs? Um, I think the main thing for us is um, I don't see him, see anybody um, that I work with us with additional needs. Uh, the main thing for me is to see each person for who they are as an individual. Um, I don't look at disability. I don't see anything like that. Um, I see the person that I'm talking to and the human being um, I work with. And I think that's really important to me as a teacher and as an educator um, to see the individual, not just a disability or what they're struggling with or where they're coming from. Um, and I think that's what really works for me to see the person for who they are. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, what benefits do people on the autism spectrum get from dance? Um, I think um, anybody really that gets involved in dance would really benefit from the dance part because it's the social thing, it's the meeting people, it's getting out, doing something. Uh, but I think very often lots of people, what they get out of this is being free and feeling, feeling part of something. Um, it's a time and space where you are just yourself. And it's about your passion and, and your feelings and your emotions and your story gets told, not verbally, but physically. Um, and I think that's quite beautiful to watch and to see and to be part of. That's amazing. And then Ollie, Poppin' Ollie V, he is how he's um, announced on social media. What do you like most about dancing? Uh, it sets me free and, and uh, also uh, makes me feel happy. Get lost with the music and yeah. That's cool. And what's the hardest part about dancing for you? What's the hardest bit for you? How about that? Bit. Yeah, the hardest bit. Um, it's like trying to communicate and. And then, at what age were you diagnosed with autism? I think I was diagnosed about five years old. Five years. Okay. Do you have any other talents or hobbies? Um, I've got like loads of hobbies and talents. Like, I've got like, photography. Um, I don't even know how many I've got. That's cool. Uh, what limitations have you overcome through dance? What have you overcome through dance? What has dance helped you to get to get to deal with? Uh, it's, helped me, uh, it's mainly helped me with like life and that. Because I like struggled a lot when I first started. Okay. And then how long have you been dancing? Um, I've been dancing for like two years, but I started when I was little. Okay, cool. Do you have any advice for other people on the autism spectrum who want to dance? What could you say to people that are thinking about starting to dance? What could you tell them to expect or...? Yeah, that's good advice. And then Toby G, do you have anything else you want to say before we go? 
Yes, of course. Um, don't know if you guys are aware. Uh, we're part of the Mayflower 400. Um, so we're connected with America, um, with, with Britain kind of going over there and then and, and open up the first university and stuff like that. So we're part of the Mayflower 400, which is happening next year, 2020. Um, and it's going to be a massive celebration. And we're building the first hip-hop theater um, in the country. It might be the first hip-hop theater in the world. And uh, this theater and, and this space is all about giving people an opportunity to be themselves, to become the next and best thing of themselves, to open the door for lots and lots of people that we work with in our community. Um, we're, we're constantly working with everybody in the community, so we mix in really, really, really hard and, and kind of opening the doors and opportunities for lots and lots of people. Um, we're constantly working towards funding and raising the, the, the profile of the building. And we're going to have like a theatre, we're going to have a cafe, we're going to have a rehearsal studio, a computer suite, an educational room, um, it, toilet showers and change rooms, all of those things. And the whole thing will be accessible. So I want my building to move with you. So if you come with a need, I want to be able to meet that need with my building, not just with my staff and everyone else that works in the company, but I want the building to move with you. So, like, I've got this cool idea about the dining room table that we're going to have in, in, in a cafe. So, if you come in in a wheelchair and you want to sit next to me, I don't want you to be able to sit on a special table because it's accessible for you because of your wheelchair. I want our table to be able to move to access for you. So, really, to be flexible and the whole building to be really flexible and creative. Um, and that's one of our biggest things we're working on for, for this year. And 2020, August, we'll be opening which is going to be amazing. Um, and if any any people out there are interested to see what we're doing, follow us on Street Factory um, on Facebook, Twitter. Um, check it out and see what people think uh, because it's going to be incredible. And Ollie's part of this journey. He's one of our students, and I can't wait to see him as an artist fulfilling his dreams um, and loving life to its fullest. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much. Thank wow. you. Wow. And thank you so much for the interview today. Thank you very much for having an interview with us today, for taking your time. I uh, really appreciate that. It's really cool. Yeah, thank you so much. Now for some quick announcements. We'd like to give a shout-out to Ed and Becca Regan for their love and support. And next week's episode will be Inna, a country singer. That's it for this episode. Until next time.